welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. everybody welcome to punch it episode 26 my name is charlene schmidt and with me as always is tristan rodell hey we're back i had to take last week off had to do a little bit of a travel thing and you stepped in with your audio drama which uh, i've heard before because i listened to it when you first released it on literary treks on trek fm but for Nerd Party listeners who maybe haven't checked that out, that was a good introduction because it was a story you wrote and you narrated it with your wife, the girl, and it's just a really cool local Nerd Party product. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, this was its debut on the Nerd Party, and I'm really proud of it, and I, uh, I hope you guys liked it. I hope that the Punch It listeners liked it, and uh, uh, please let me know if you did because I, I threw it up there. I, I, I posted it. With no preamble, no explanation, no nothing. I really just wanted you guys just to kind of be engrossed in the story and just kind of be like, oh, cool. So we're doing that. We're doing this this week. And it, like you said, it was an original story written by me and performed by me and the girl, my wife. my Some of my biggest fans, i.e. my mother, uh, she wants <laughs> me to write a prequel story to it where the protagonist, the female protagonist, last, where she talks about how she was on the planet trying to hide away with Garenegar, she wants that story. She wants to... Ah. I might actually uh, write that story. And uh, if that's the case, then uh, we I could totally do another audio drama and debut it on Punch It! in the future. Totally. And you know, if your mom has a birthday coming up or if you need some time, maybe do it for a holiday and then like present it as a part of a gift saying, hey, you inspired me to do this. Here you go, mom. <laughs> I actually did it. <laughs> Oh, also, one thing that I wanted to talk about on Punch It, and uh, I'm glad that you brought this up, is that we talked about this when we started the show, like uh, 26 episodes ago when we started Punch It, we talked about how this was a possibility. Friend and also host of the network, John Mills, he kind of reinforced this idea where he wants to do more audio drama on the network, and Punch It is all about writing and writing and pop culture. So if you have a story that you would like to submit to the Nerd Party, please submit it by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact. And uh, if you say, if you tell, just do a general inquiry or you go to punch it, send us an email, say you have a story, pitch the idea, and then we'll email you back. And then you can send us a PDF or a doc or something like that. We'd love to audition the piece. And if it's good enough and it gets approved by everybody who is going to be involved we will do an audio dramatization of your fiction of your it could be an original idea with characters we've never heard of or it could be a fan fiction of one of your favorite shows now you're talking my language <laughs> yeah like it could be star trek <laughs> it could be star wars babylon 5 anything nerdy supernatural charmed buffy whatever whether it's old or new whatever if you have fan fiction that you're that you're pretty proud of and uh, is pg-13 or below Family friendly, family friendly ish. We, like we're <laughs> like we'll 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 you know push the bounds a little bit. Like on the story that I did last week, there was some throat slitting. You know, there was some blood splatter and everything like that. That's totally fine. But nothing nothing graphic, nothing too. A little crazy. bit of blood, a little bit of sex, just not the full out. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. And so if you guys are interested, please email us. 
pitch us your idea. Say, hey, we have this. And if we want to find out more, we'll email you back. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of entries and uh, we can get this ball rolling and uh, get this punch it fan fiction audio drama train just going out of the station. Now, speaking of entries, we have a winner for our Janeway story title. Yes, we do. Thank you very much to those of you who suggested a title on the various social channels. We decided to go with the very first entry that we got, and that is from Scott Lynch, whose title was Janeway Resolute. I think we chose this one. There was a, there was a lot of great ones that we got, but I think the reason why we chose this one is because I have a fascination with the word resolute. Well, I think that was the idea, and that also is, of course, the appeal, especially for us being such... Janeway and Chakotay Shippers Resolutions was quite the, the capstone episode for that whole thing. Um, we might have a little bit of a bias there, but we're not blind to it. That's kind of what we were going with. <laughs> so th- this listener, I think he knows us very well. He titled our story appropriately, and therefore we choose yours. So thank you very much. Thank you very, very much for doing that. So we got that covered. We got the fan fiction, the audio drama. We got the Star Trek title covered. What else could we be missing? What happened the day of this recording? What was released <laughs> that blew our faces off? Hmm. This morning, the way I got it off to a great start was watching the House of Cards Season 5 trailer. Oh, my God. Finally! Finally! Oh my gosh. So this is so crazy because this is the month that they're releasing the freaking season. And this is the first trailer that we get. Yes! Oh my gosh. They have held out on us so hardcore for this upcoming season. Have they not? Or is that just my impression? Oh no, this was intense, and I think this was this was very deliberate on their on their part because of the whole election things that are going on and everything like that. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like as we're speaking, because this is Punch It gets released on Thursdays. I want you guys to know that there is a special edition of Nerd Nuptial that is released where we go, that w- where we break down, we take the trailer and we break it down shot for shot, and we talk about it, we speculate, and we f- we try to ask and uh, talk about what we want out of season five. And uh, also, so so check that out at uh, thenerdparty.com slash nerdnuptial. And one other thing that you should check out is on our blog at thenerdparty.com slash blog, where the, the network has a shot-for-shot bre- a shot breakdown of the trailer. And it has, uh, it has an analysis of what's going on in the shot, what we can figure out, what we don't know, and uh, just a little, uh, little opinions here and there. And so because... House of Card trailers go by pretty fast, so sometimes some <laughs> yeah. the devil is in the details. So please go to thenerdparty.com and check that out. Yes, this is a show that is written with such rich detail. It's written so smart that even in these 30 seconds, there is quite a bit to absorb. I'm really glad that you take the time to dissect these things and just break it down as much as you can. Absorb whatever we possibly can out of this. And as we already said, there's not been a whole lot about this season, which leads me to believe that... All the you-know-what is hitting the fan, and they have to be really careful about giving certain things away so that we're actually surprised when we're watching the show. And for that, I could not be more grateful because I do think it is going to be mind-blowing. I think in this day and age with such oversaturation and and marketing nonsense, I mean, like every movie, like we were talking about, uh, I was talking with Mike Schindler, who's also another host on the network with Great Shot Kid, another show that you should check out. He was talking about Alien Covenant. 
mm-hmm. the, the the movie that's coming out, the Ridley Scott movie, his return to the franchise that he started. And he was talking about how just the gaggle of trailers that are coming out and TV spots and promotional materials and that he went to some Alien Day celebration and they showed like 15 minutes of the movie and they showed like five of the crew deaths in this. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And so. (laughs) Wow. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what what is going on? Why would you show? Why would you tease that with people? That's the movie. Like, that's why you go to an alien film. Yeah, they're giving everything away. And I feel just like in our internet culture, that is the nature of things as it is. I mean, people, for whatever reason, do want to know all the details before they see anything. And I'm the complete opposite. I actually want to live in the dark ages where until I'm actually watching a product anymore, I want to know nothing about it. I want to go in blind. I want to be completely surprised. I even try not to speculate on things that I truly love about maybe what is going to happen and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just because, no. Take me where you want to take me and let me go along for the ride. Let me be entertained. Let me be mind blown. Let me be thought provoked. Do with me what you will, because that's the experience. And it just in the last, I would say the last 10 years, that's just been so lacking because of the Internet and because people demand to know what they're getting into. And no, 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 no. I've been going into a few things blind lately, and it's been really satisfying. Like the podcast S-Town. Have you heard of this podcast? No, I have not. It's done by the same people who did Serial and This American Life. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing of, of its premise. I didn't read anything about it. I was just on my phone, and I went on the podcast app, and I checked out Top of the Charts. And it said S-Town was the most listened to podcast right now. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. And so, boom, I was hooked immediately. It's as compelling as hell. And everyone should check it out. And also, we, uh, the girl and I, we started watching Fargo, the TV show. Oh, right. You just released a nerd nuptial on that. That's right, we did. And it's everybody should go check it out. Every, like I said, like uh, go to uh, the nerdparty.com slash nerdnuptial and listen to our full examination of the show. But just like just real quick, it's really good. Like I, I knew nothing about the show other than that it was kind of based on the movie or it's not based on the movie. It's, you know, like blah, 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 blah. But it's mm-hmm. it's a really, really solid show that everyone should check out. And it was just so nice to go into it with no preconceived notions. Well, that's cool. That's good to know because I've, I've not been avoiding that show. I've not seen it, but I haven't taken the time to watch it, even though I lived in Fargo for a little while. <laughs> I know. I, every time I watched it, I think about you. <laughs> even though it's been a long time now since I've been there. But yeah. just because I did live there, I kind of feel like maybe I should watch the show. And I've heard from countless people, oh, it's such a good show. You should watch it. I'll get around to it. I'm almost always behind the curve on these sorts of things. So I don't know. Give me two more years and maybe I will have watched <laughs> <Maybe>. it. <laughs> That's where I'm at with things. But anyway, let's continue with other things that have blown our minds throughout the day because there was, there's was there been some other news running about that kind of just had me buzzing a little bit. And that was an article you sent to me that talked about the Roseanne reboot. That's right. I, I said that aloud. A Roseanne reboot this is semi new news it's been around for a couple of days now Mm -hmm. uh i kind of want to know what you think about this idea because reboots are so rampant is this a good idea or a bad idea i you know i don't know because like you said it's so rampant it's it's hard to say good idea bad idea because 
it's so hard to paint things with such a, a big brush. I don't even know if that's the saying. I feel like I'm not saying it right. Uh, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it or broad brush or broad strokes. That's the something yes. that I'm looking for. There you Some go. Some sort you of go. Bob Ross painting reference. Yeah, it's English is hard. Uh, so <laughs> wording is hard on a writing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so like because it's I'm trying to think because I've been burned. I feel like I've been burned way more than I've been excited or happy because Arrested Development was a horrible continuation. Right, we've uh, talked about this. Uh huh. And Fuller House, I, I think that's popular amongst a lot of people, but I just, I watched the first episode and I was just like, oh my God, no, thank you. This is just, this is just <laughs> grotesque in its horrible quality. And uh, like Will, Will and Grace is going to make a comeback. I've heard that too. And okay. I don't know if I care. Yeah. I mean, I liked a few of the episodes, like uh, actually um, Matt Hansen, fellow friend in common that we have he loaned me some of his seasons on dvd so i could give it a shot and it was okay you know like it was fine you know it wasn't like it wasn't really geared towards me or anything like that but anyway i'm t- i'm talking a long time to kind of skirt around the answer because <laughs> i like with roseanne i mean this is a beloved show oh yeah this was a this this was a mega hit when it was on and i think a, so much time has passed that I think it would be interesting to see where these characters are. But when I think mm-hmm. revival, when I think reboot, I mainly think genre shows, you know, like X-Files or, you uh-huh. know, Xena. Uh, Xena's going to come out soon and everything like that. And Yeah. Do you know when that's coming out, by the way? I've not heard. That's kind of has a rocky history right now. So I, there's no real okay. date because okay. the showrunner just left not that long ago. And that's never a good sign. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... Yeah, I mean, like, it could come out and, like, that's a, that's a full-blown reboot, not a revival. Because I would, speaking of, like, to go on a tangent, speaking of Xena, I would freaking love a Xena reunion and not a reboot. Like, to me, ah, really? Lucy Lawless okay. is Xena. There is no other Xena. It's Lucy Lawless. That's so true. She's, I, I mean, sometimes it's kind of good for an actor to be typecast in a way. I mean... Yeah. She is that icon. She is Xena. So for anybody else to be Xena is maybe a little weird. But then you know what? I don't know. It depends on who they've got playing her because I said the same thing about Captain Kirk when they were going to do the reboot movies. <laughs> and Chris Pine has owned his his Captain Kirk. And it's true. solid and I love it. All those all that cast has. So I can't argue that logic. You know what? I can't. I can't completely say absolutely no. But initially, when the idea strikes you, you think no, absolutely not. Lucy Lawless is it. Mm-hmm. But with Roseanne, what more needs to be said? Let's ask ourselves that because, like, when the X Files, when it came out that X Files was going to get a revival, everybody was excited because there was more to say. Even though they totally. wasted the last two seasons and a movie, because they <laughs> wasted the last two seasons and a movie. There was more to say, but with Roseanne, is there anything more to say? It, it was a, it's a family sitcom, you know, like it's not right. something that really has this huge overarching storyline that was unfinished. It was just a family sitcom that ended. Do we need a revival? What's the point? Well, this is actually, I think one of the big things that I was thinking about was that certain genres do lend themselves to reboots and revivals much better 
uh, especially like X-Files. That's a great example. And I really, really hope with this forthcoming season that it's not squandered the last time they did this last year because, oh, we don't, we don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah. We already did in a past episode on season finales that were either really good or really horrible. And that wasn't that long ago. So look it up. Anyhow, with Roseanne, I think like a family sitcom slash comedy, I think the interesting part about it is finding out what the characters are doing now and how are they coping with life today? But mm -hmm. is it necessary? That's a really good question. And I think the answer almost always is no, which is why things like after a couple of episodes of, say, Fuller House, okay, we know what DJ and Stephanie and Michelle are doing. And okay, so what? Unless you really were a huge fan of that show or if something like clicks with it, like, I don't know, Full, Fuller House or, well, Full House was fun when we were kids. As an adult, it really, okay, that's really kind of dorky and this is what we liked. Okay. But <laughs> for, a, I think for a sitcom, yeah, recreating the magic of what made that work may or may not work again. Now with Roseanne, I feel like it has a 50-50 chance because, <laughs> um, I mean, it could go, I mean, I feel like that's the case with actually a lot of revivals and all that. And I'm so over the idea in general. I mean, we're just so oversaturated with this stuff. Just to go on a general rant here, I, I think our nostalgic taste buds are being just blown out of the water here with Hollywood rebooting and re reviving everything. Everything that yeah. was, used to be a hit 20 or so years ago, but enough already. Going back to Roseanne, it might be interesting to see what this family is doing and how they're coping in 2017 because they are in middle America. The United States has had a recession. How did that affect this family? Because they were, before they won the lottery, <laughs> a lower income struggling family. And so, you know. Did, and that's another did, thing that I want to ask you about. Sorry to cut you off, but I want to no, ask no, you no, about no. that because they're in a fictional town of Lanford in my home state. Yeah, and, in Illinois. Yeah. And so that's like, I didn't finish the show. And so they won the lottery. Things went crazy. What happened after they won the lottery? Did they lose their money? Like what happened? Because not really. And then the weird thing is, is another thing we talked about on the show previously is that it was all just sort of a dream. And I'd even forgotten that Dan had died. Yeah, so uh, what are they going to do? Like, that's Yeah, the John thing, Goodman, that... they've already announced that he's back and he's on board for this thing. So my thought is they must be ignoring a certain amount of the show, the show's actual canon. Like, I'm going to guess they ignore, they're ignoring that whole last season. They realized that it was complete trash. And so they're going to just bank off of the success that they had and pretend that the stuff that did not work did not happen. And so Dan's alive and they never won the money. And that's the thing is that it made me wonder, like, are they going to ignore certain things? Because it made me think about the upcoming Alien film. It's it's yet to be made. It's not Alien Covenant. But there is a Neil Blomkamp is, is going to make, supposedly, is going to make an Alien film that has Sigourney Weaver in it. And okay. he says, he's like, it's not a prequel. And so the only way that, because Sigourney Weaver dies at the end of Alien 3 and is revived as a clone in Alien 4, but they also have Hicks in it, who is a corporal, who died at the very beginning of, of Alien 3. 
So the only way that they can continue an alien movie with Sigourney Weaver and Corporal Hicks in it is if they ignore Alien 3 and Alien 4. So is this an alternate universe alien? Like that's the thing. It has to be like it has to be a what if scenario. I can't. I, I know that Neil Blomkamp, the director, has talked about how they're going to handle it, but regardless of how he handles it, they have to ignore certain aspects of the franchise. And I feel like we need to be like you and I are huge Star Trek fans, and yes. I feel like being a Star Trek fan, we get obsessed with canon. What is quote unquote real canon? What is not? And I think Star Wars do are, are just as obsessed as Star Trek fans when it comes to canon, not because of the whole EU and then legacy and then uh, the new canon and everything like that. And so we're so obsessed with, is this canon? Is it real? Does it fit into continuity? We're so, we have a stick up our ass about it so hard that we can't just let go and ignore it and say like, don't let that get in the way of a good story. Do you think it helps if it's explained or certainly at least implicitly implied that that is what is happening as you go into the story? Saying, look, we know that this whole thing is over here that's existed. We're doing something different, and can you just come along for the ride? Just go with us on this. You think that works in terms of entertainment value? I think if, if there's a passing reference, then that's fine. Like, let's take Roseanne, since this is a writing podcast. Let's just, like, let's hypothesize what they could do, like, with Alien or yeah. with Roseanne or something like okay. that. With Roseanne. Let's start with Roseanne. Like, if they had an opener... Where like the the first episode of this revival, where like maybe what they're doing is is like uh, they're watching the lottery, and uh-huh. they have a ticket in their hand, and then they go like and they get everything but that last number. It's the same lottery number as in the original show, but they get everything except that last number, and then they're like, oh well, didn't win the lottery, whatever. So much for that. So much for that. And so that's like that's a nice wink and a nod to the audience, and then that way it shows you, okay, we're ignoring that. Let's move on. Yeah, okay, I really like that. And you could even make it even just maybe a little more in your face, where in the finale we find out that this was, you know, Roseanne writing the show Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And so you could you could have Roseanne saying, okay, that whole that whole thing I wrote about winning the lottery and all that. I hate it. I'm doing it all over again. You know, she's rewriting it. Okay, so she has that same novel and she just rips out the last couple she's of like, pages. She's like, this is crap. Trash it. Yeah, and then I'm starting over. So then we do something like there's, they, they are off by one number. They don't win the lottery. And then that's sort of like the jumping off point to where then we can fade away to 20 years later. And what is this family doing now? What has happened to them? And we can carry off from there. That would make enough sense to me, and then that would have some continuity to it. It does drop certain things, but at the same time, it does so in a fashion where, hey, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I can go with that. It's not, you know, it's not straining my brain. I love that idea. I love the idea of her <laughs> ripping out a section. I think that's so great. That's so much better than my idea. And Roseanne, if somehow you're listening to this, you're more than welcome to steal that idea. I'll know that you, where you got it from. <laughs> On Roseanne Barr's website in 2009... She uh-huh. actually wrote about what she would like to see, uh, like where where she thinks the main characters are, if there was ever going to be a revival. Oh, right. Yeah, I think I read an article about 
the whereabouts that she outlined for each character. Do we want you? Do we want to go through this? I, I got it right here. It's I, I can read Let's it do real it. quick. All right. So Roseanne and Jackie opening the first medical marijuana dispensary in Lanford. Of course, <laughs> even though marijuana is not illegal in Illinois, is it? Uh, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, you can only do medical. Um, we'll have which, to stretch the canon a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, like I don't think you can do any dispensaries in Illinois yet. I'm not up on the marijuana law in Illinois. Um, <laughs> but I know it's not as free as like Colorado. Uh, so Dan reappearing alive after faking his death. <laughs> okay, I guess um, that's one way to handle that problem. Yeah, and I'll just read the rest of these rapid fire. DJ sure. being published, Mark dying in Iraq, mm. David leaving Darlene for a woman half his age. What? Darlene, Darlene coming out, meeting a woman and having a baby with her. Okay, okay. Becky working at Walmart. <laughs> of course. Arnie befriending the governor of Illinois and remarrying Nancy. Bev selling a painting for ten grand. Jerry and the grandsons forming a boy band. And Bonnie being arrested for selling crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Some of these I really like, others I don't. What do you think? Is this plausible? That's the thing is that, like, because you're such a, a much bigger fan than I am, like, I really only know early Roseanne. Oh, okay. So most of these names I don't really know or have forgotten, but I love the idea of DJ being published, and I love the <laughs> idea of Dan faking his own death for whatever reason. I and, would love uh, to know that story, yes. Yeah. If she goes yeah. through with that, that ought to be kind of a funny slash interesting adventure. That would be okay. Yeah. And I love the whole thing of Darlene coming out since Sarah Gilbert is gay and she did have a baby, that whole thing. Well, there's a nice little real life parallel, you know, yeah. art imitating life, that sort of thing. David dumping Darlene for someone half his age. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I just hope she's a real skank because <laughs> he deserves something. I, I wonder if Johnny Galecki is going to make an appearance. Yeah, if maybe they can't or don't want him on board, that's the way to explain him away, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as far as, like, Roseanne and Jackie opening a me medical marijuana dispensary, yeah, in a universe where marijuana is federally legal in all 50 states, I absolutely see them going through with that. Like, they, yeah. Didn't they close down the Lanford lunchbox? Ah, shoot. It's been several years since I've watched this show. I used to watch reruns all the time, but I don't really watch TV anymore unless it's Netflix. Now, we can't take this. Like, we have to take this with a grain of salt because this was 2009. She was just writing on her website. and Yeah, of course. You know, so I'm sure things are going to be very different in the actual revival. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see DJ becoming a famous filmmaker. Because that's what he was getting into, was movies and cinematography. And so that would be really cool, being published in that sense. Darlene was the writer. So I'd love to see her being some sort of like, I don't know, blog maven or something. I don't know. You know what we should do? What should we do? We've talked about all these things that we, like, we, we talked about all these revivals and we've talked about what has worked and what hasn't worked. Well, we haven't talked a lot about what's worked because we haven't seen a lot of revivals work because we haven't even talked about prison break or 24 or heroes. I mean, prison break remains to be seen, but 24 live another day. I hated and heroes. I didn't even bother with. And so it makes me wonder if you and I were in a writer's room, since this is a writing podcast, Mm -hmm. What show would we like to see a revival of? Ooh, well, that's a really good question. 
just because we have been so oversaturated with this, I honestly don't know if I want any more reboots or revivals or anything. I don't know if I want anything to come back anymore. They just keep pumping this stuff out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now, granted, I, I don't know. A part of me wants to take that back just because when the news came out about Roseanne, I kind of heard this collective sigh of grief <laughs> from the internet. It's like, oh, really? But you know what? Since I am a fan of the show, I am a little excited. I am very, I'm as always, I'm very cautiously optimistic, hoping for the best, expecting the worst. But to answer your question, do I want certain shows to come back? I've got to think on this for a second. Well, I mean, it, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be a reboot. It doesn't have to be something that comes back full time. You know, like you could keep the full cast. You could reboot it. I don't know. It could just be like a limited revival. I mean, the, like it's it's our rules. Like, what do you think? You know what just occurred to me is for a limited revival would be Freaks and Geeks. Did you ever watch that show? I tried watching that show and I couldn't even make it through the pilot, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, no. great show. Amazing cast. If they could reassemble that cast, because so many of them are wicked famous now, that would definitely be a show that I think would have some success as a revival, like five or six episodes on Netflix, and then that is that. That would be kind of cool. It's, I mean, it's got a cult following. I think it's one of those shows that you either love it or you don't know about it at all. That's mm -hmm. maybe an interesting possibility. The nerd in me, my knee-jerk, my gut reaction is Firefly. You know, to be honest, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. You know, it's just, it's become such a trope. You know, it's become such the singular answer for every geek because it's so easy to pick, and I'm not trying to pick apart your Freaks and Geeks choice, but it's so easy no, no, no. to pick a show that was canceled before its time. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, because we're like, it's that's where we go. We're just like, oh, we want to see more of that because it was canceled before its time. It's only got one season, but it was a great show. Firefly got a movie and there was a lot of closure in that movie. Uh -huh. And and so I, I I'm trying to resist saying that, and I feel like we should try to we should try to go towards an established shows like something that ran for a while, not something that had a few episodes or a season and got canceled. Yeah, because that that's a little bit harder to do because yes, it is <laughs> definitely, and that is actually a big reason why my mind wandered to Freaks and Geeks was because it was only one season. There's a lot more material there. But you know what? Sometimes it really is better if you just leave some things be. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's why this is extremely difficult. Right. Which is why a lot of the revivals flop. It's true. Because like, if you asked me this uh, last year or a couple of years ago, and you said, like, oh, should Gilmore Girls get a revival? I would say, no. Uh-huh. I'd say, no, don't do it. Leave it alone. And then they did it anyway. But they, they didn't ask me. You know, they didn't <laughs> ask my opinion. Nope. And you watched it anyway, so they got what they wanted. Exactly. They, I, they, I, they had me watch it anyway, and so... You know, that's the trap, though, with these damn things, is people know that they're going to watch at least a little bit of it out of pure curiosity. I legit might not watch the X-Files revival. Really? Honestly. Honestly. Like, unless you or John or somebody else tells me no, they completely did a 180 from the last revival... I might not give it a shot because I don't want to be hurt again, Char. I don't yeah, want to. Well, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of an abusive relationship at this point. And I don't know. I'm a completionist, though. I'm going to probably have to at least start out watching it. Now, if it's complete trash, I'm going to give up on it because I'm at the end of my rope with X-Files. But if it's good again, oh, don't bring me up only to make me hit the ground harder. Please, please, please. Okay, so... Shows we want to bring back that are established. established. Shows. Are we talking like what a minimum of five years? Let's say. I don't know. I don't want to put a. I don't want to put a number on it. You know, like just something okay. that wasn't canceled too terribly early. Okay. I have two options that kind of pop into my head. How about I give my options, and then then maybe that can spur some creative juices, and then that sounds go good. There. Yeah, the one idea I have right now is pure crap. So go ahead. Okay, so I have a sitcom <laughs> that I'd love to see a revival. Okay. J- limited, maybe even just a reunion show. Hmm. Okay. You know, and let's let's not forget that. So it's I have a sitcom. That might not be a bad idea. And I have an hour long show. So the sitcom would be Home Improvement. Oh, that is so interesting. Considering that show's run, the networks begged, mm-hmm. begged, begged to continue that show, and no. I would love to see a Where Are They Now. Of home improvement because at the end of the show they leave Detroit and they take the house with them, right? And all the kids go off and do their own thing, and you know, like everybody's happy, everybody's crying. I want to know, I want to know where these people are. Like maybe, like this is a reunion show where I want to see where Tool Time is. Like, was Tool Time a hit? Did they have to cancel it? You know, is it still right. going on? Is it not? Maybe they had to cancel it years ago. And Al comes back into Tim's life and he says, they want to bring us back. They want to bring back the show. And so then- Putting the band back together. Yeah. And so that way- Hey, that's a great premise. I think so too. And I just came up with it. It's so it's, yeah. it's a revival about a revival. So that's my sitcom idea. Oh, that's perfect for a sitcom. A revival about a revival. Yeah. Boom. Meta. That's what the kids say. So <laughs> my hour long idea would be, I know this is at, this is on everybody's list. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, really? Here, okay. Here's my thing. We like you. We could we could totally say it's a stupid idea. We could totally say it's a stupid idea. I didn't like the last couple seasons. Okay. Of I feel like she should have ended in season five when they changed networks. Usually, that's a killer of a show, right there. Totally, they changed networks. They literally brought Buffy back to life. I was just kind of like, that needed to end there. It needed to end with her death there and then move on. But because I did not like it, it's kind of like the whole X-Files syndrome. Because I did not like season eight and nine or the movie, I was happy about that revival. With Buffy, I would love to see that. Like I could go into details about what happened at the end of Buffy, but I would love to see what it's like for her to be an adult, a full-fledged real adult in her 30s, not just a high school student or a college student, But somebody who is an adult, who is the chosen one, who is the leader of all slayers, and in a world filled with social media and where everybody has a camera in their pockets and everybody has a cell phone and everything, like everything we're doing is watched. What is that like for the world of demons? What is that like for the world of vampires and the slayer and the watchers and everything like that? So basically, I want to see what Buffy would be like in this era and... That's the only reason why I'd want to see it. Okay. That could be interesting maybe for a very limited run. Yes. Yes. That's the thing is that 
uh, with like those both of those suggestions. Like I would not want to see another season of Home Improvement or another season of Buffy. I'd love yeah. to see like just a handful of episodes or at the most like maybe a TV movie. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think uh, especially for Home Improvement, a reunion show, that's perfect. Yeah. That is, I mean, maybe make it a one hour thing, mm-hmm. but just go out gangbusters, write, write one really good story. And then we know, we know all that we really want or need to know. And then that's it. We can leave it behind and it was fantastic and we had a good time. And that's, that I think is uh, what I think a lot of network people are missing in terms of these revivals and whatnot. They think it has to be whole seasons and they want to just drag it on and drag it on and drag it on if it's a success. Yeah. Doesn't really have to be that way. So do you have any ideas? Uh, you know, for a moment, it occurred to me that maybe people out there, and not necessarily me, would love to see a Cheers reunion. <laughs> um, and that's sort of where the thought starts and ends. I don't know what would happen. I don't know if it is a good idea at all. And honestly, maybe not because that finale was so good. It ended on such a note that you don't want to ruin it. That's the problem with these things. And they kind of had one already in Frasier. Well, there's that too, right? So did we already kind of get that? You could say yes. And I think for a lot of people, maybe that's enough. Yeah, that's that's a crap. That was my crap idea, which is why I wanted you to go first. (laughs) Well, we're hitting up on the 40 minute mark of the show, and I would love to try to actually write one of these revivals of something that we chose. And since you don't like your idea and described as crap, what would you say (laughs) if we wrote a revival of Buffy or Home Improvement? Which one would you prefer? I think Home Improvement would be funner myself. Okay. I think so, too. I think that's the right way. So how about next week we write Home Improvement, The Reunion? Okay. A one-hour, fantastic, spectacular. How about we do it this way, where we both come with uh, basic premises, and then we can either combine or pick one and then write on the fly from there. Sounds good. That's what we do. Fantastic. All right. All right. So there we go. We have the preview for next week. Uh, Please stay tuned and check it out. And as always, please go to thenerdparty.com for more. And uh, we ask you, please, if you like the show, you like what we do here, please go to iTunes, search, punch it, give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. It really helps us out. And please find us on Twitter at JoinNerdParty. Shar, where can we find you personally on Twitter? You can find me at OhTheProfanity. Where can they find you? At the insane Robin, and you can also find the the network on Facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party. Go there, follow us there, give us a like. That's a, one of the best ways that you can talk to us. Another way you can talk to us is by going to the nerdparty.com slash contact. Select punch it from the drop down menu, fill out the form, it sends us an email right to our doorstep, and uh, we love to hear from you guys. So I'm excited for our premise next week, and it, we're going to be talking home improvement revivals reunions whatever you want to call it and much like when tim the tool man gets angry when he can't fix something we are going to punch it ready for warp sir let's punch it join the revolution join the nerd party